Hey everybody, this is producer Joe interrupting your feed from Girls Who Do Stuff. And what you might notice about this episode is that there are no girls on it. But uh, we're going to share an episode of Guys Who Do Stuff that I co-host with my buddy Josh. And we have had the Girls Who Do Stuff on before, but we actually got to interview Mike Jones, who was the creative director of football at NC State. And he has a big announcement about his upcoming job and a lot of great advice for creatives. So check it out. I became more comfortable with knowing that my life's going to take off. And I got in the rooms and places that I, I didn't think I'd be in, especially coming around and shooting celebrities and get your lifestyle. You can't get too excited because if you want this to be a lifestyle, you got to make it hit hey, as an extra, you know, like a normal day in office. We don't use the word crazy anymore. We say it's a Tuesday. So like, you know, it's like, oh, wow, if you got this opportunity, that's crazy. No, that's Tuesday. You're listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Get unstuck. Tell a better story and have a damn good answer to the question, what are you doing today? Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. Welcome to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. This is a show where you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? And today in the studio, I've got Josh with me. Yo. It's been a minute. It's excited to be it's back in the minute. studio. We took a break. We're focusing on our businesses. Growing in the serving. meantime, we opened up this really cool studio that we're in now. Yep. Excited to be in here. And today's guest, Mike J. Mike Jones. What's going on? What's going What's up, on? Mike? Man, you guys are having me. We're excited to have you. Just start out by telling us a little bit about your business, what you do. What I don't do, actually, is crazy. <laughs> so I'm originally from Raleigh, North Carolina, the coast, but I moved to Raleigh when I was in middle school. Went to undergrad at Liberty in Virginia. I got into sport management there. That's kind of my introduction into the sports world. From there, after I graduated, went to Wake Forest University to intern with the football team there. And that's when I kind of started getting into creative media and recruiting. Um, that's kind of the first time I picked up a camera to actually like start taking photos of sports. Had no idea what I was doing. At all, after a year being there, got to UNC for football there too, working straight in just creative media, taking photos, doing graphics, branding, things of that such. It was pretty cool there for the first two years there, and then NC State brought me on as a director of creative media in spring of 2021. After that, I was leading all branding, photos, graphics, things of that such, and then as of recently, um, don't tell got, it, don't tell it. I Wait, you gotta that. spoil it. You gotta <laughs> let, let us yeah, listen. We got an announcement later. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is really exciting. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Did you ever? Did you start off going down the path of thinking you were going to be playing the sports as a young kid? Yes, but when I got into that field, I wanted to be like a, like a scout in like the NFL or NBA scout. Or did you meet somebody that got you thinking about that, or did you see a movie or so something? When you were an intern, like all these other scouts from other like the pro teams would come in and they would just like bring donuts to the staff and, and such and you come watch practice and evaluate players and things of that such. And then sitting on their like evaluations and how, like they got to travel all the time. Like hotel was free, food was free. After that, they can go to games for free and, and such. I just wanted to do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I love like the recruited aspect of college sports giving a kid a dream that caught my eye and i'm like yeah i want to do that so you found a way to attach yourself to a deeper purpose of helping folks achieve a dream mm -hmm. so you were also an athlete unofficial athlete unofficial, yeah, unofficial. once i stopped growing past five seven i was like yeah it's about time me to hang my shoes up <laughs> so backyard ball is like singing in the shower for oh, a without a doubt. yeah, yeah backyard yeah. ball what do you like foot, throwing a football around or no about? basketball 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 has been my mm -hmm. life and growing up in this area football is, is, is one thing but basketball is heavy you got duke got unc mm -hmm. got nc state yeah. the robbery tobacco robbery like everything lives and breathes basketball this is a hoop state so yeah that kind of the kind of 
instilled into you at a young age. I know your family. I'm fortunate to know them. There's some rivalry in there. It's split down the middle between who like loves Duke and loves UNC. Okay. Like, obviously, everybody, when you're- Whole you're, state's that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you grow up in the state of North Carolina and elementary school, you take a class and you have to choose which way you're going to go. You're going to go Duke, UNC, or Carolina, <laughs> yeah. or uh, NC State. My dad is a big Duke fan. My mom's a Carolina fan. My brother Christian's a Carolina fan. Sadiq's a Carolina fan. I think he's pulling more for state now. Yeah. And then I'm a Duke fan. I hope, actually, I'm not in no college no more, so I can say that now. I'm a proud Duke fan. Right. <laughs> but uh, shout out to NC State, though, and Carolina for hospitality. But I've all been a Duke fan. But I think in the sense of that, it's been split down the middle, especially when Duke and UNC plays. Like, we sit on separate couches. Like, we all yelling at each other. It's bad. It's very bad. It's very bad. <laughs> Your dad does drive a blue truck, and it is more it, of a Duke blue. When I was at Carolina, my dad would barely wear the Carolina blue. He would only wear the white shirts. I gave him or the black UNC shirts. He would never wear the Carolina blue one. It's, like, rare you'll see him in that. Yeah. But then he got to State because he also worked there, too. Yeah. Um, he became more of a state fan, but Duke basketball has been his thing. Like Duke blue, he hates Carolina blue, all that. Thing, so, <laughs> so what's your favorite discipline inside of? Because you're the creative director at NC State. Yeah, director of creative media for football. Director, of creative. yeah, nice. Majority of my role was kind of everything with graphic and social. Yeah. Um, it was like a team of three. It was like me, then my counterpart, his name Reese Moses. I was like crazy cinematographer. He's actually still there right now. He's a director of creative video. I think he's heading over the creative department now since I left. He did everything majority of the video wise and all that film wise and. I did all the graphics and photo. And then we had another person named Annabelle. She did like the social media, external media, things like that. Such. All right, so, rewind. This guy's name is Reese Moses. Maurice Moses. We Maurice, call him Mo. Maurice Moses. What yeah, a name. What a Mo. name. That's a cool name. Man, yeah. Crazy talented. Like I told him, like anywhere I go, I know the fact that like in creative, in, well, in sports creative, I feel like people find the person they work with the most. And they just, hey, you're my guy. Wherever we go, we're going to take yeah. one. I found I, that was, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So, so did it just work out that you got to be over the majority of the graphics and the photos and that's where your passion lies? Yeah. So my, yeah, my true passion is photography. That's the mean, no, no matter where I'm go at, I want to know as long as like I'll do the job, but as long as I'm taking photos with it, like just, that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, How did that come about? What was the moment where you're like, like, oh, camera. Yeah. So I think it was Wake Forest in 2018. Like there's a guy named Ben Baker. He was a, a director of video at Wake Forest. And like, I told him I wanted to help shoot photos. I didn't know what to do. He gave me a Lumis. He didn't tell me anything about the camera, know how to set it up, things like that such. He was like, go out and shoot. I was like, okay. So I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Go out there. Photos were terrible, blurry, <laughs> and shooting in raw. They were like dark. They were light. It was bad. But People nowadays assume it's really easy because their iPhone does all the work. Exactly. So <laughs> Were you surprised how good they look after an edit? Yes, okay. I was. I actually was surprised myself. Everything I take a picture of myself, I send to Crystal. So, and she gasped me up everything one thing I do. She'll critique me. She'll be like, yeah, you could have done this better than a 30, yada, yada. But or I like this on a 30. So once she got the confirmation because she's been straight up with me that actually I'm good at what I'm doing with the photos. That's when I was like, okay, I think I'm like this. You know what I'm saying? But for the longest time, I actually fought with Crystal a lot. That I'd say I'm not a creative. And she kept saying, no, you are. You need to embrace it. And I'm like, no, I'm not a creative. Stop. I want to do coaching. I want to do scouting and recruiting. Like, I'm not a creative. And yeah. she kept, she didn't give up on the fight. And then obviously now, since I can't see myself not being one. So you were always leaning towards being the scout side. That looked cool. Stay in the fancy hotels and travel and everything. Exactly. When was it that it was like, you know what? I can probably do the same thing, but with photography. Oh, outside of the sports, my retiree kind of blew up. I think I got a, my first campaign was like during COVID. I did with East Bay. I think I remember that I was working at Dick Sporting Goods at the time. I was intern at UNC, so I was making no money. So I was intern at night at Dick Sporting Goods. And one night I was like, you know what? I really want this thing to hop off of photography. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tweet at East Bay, Puma, Nike. I was like, yo, I'm going to be doing a campaign for you guys by summer 2022. Yeah. And then East Bay responded. What the heck? So I screenshot it, put it on my Instagram story. And then Tad East Bay there, they did me on there. 
And after that, my friend Jazz from the, it's a group called the Black Originals I'm a part of. She said, why don't you know me? I'm connected. She was a senior director of, I think, senior graphics or visual director of Foot Locker at the time. Yeah. She put me in contact. Next thing, three people from East Bay hit me up. It was like one guy named Taylor Houston and then somebody from actual social team East Bay and then Jazz again. And the next thing, they sent me a big box of Jordan gear and I had to shoot like one of the holiday campaigns. And so I shot that. They loved it. Next thing, they sent me two more campaigns to do. It was like the, some cool grade threes and then after that, the car mines. So this was just proud of photography or did you it get was, models? It was proud of photography. So I used my brother. I used Christian actually. So I used him for every single thing. He His foot is a foot bigger than mine, but he's squeezing all the things and the because they said everything <laughs> in my size. Yes. I used him for all that, every single one of those. And then it blew up and popped off. And I, I feel like I started to grab a love outside of sports photography. Yeah. Like that. So outside of that East Bay thing, what was your next thing? East Bay came, I was a product production assistant on a complex documentary. One of my guys, his name is Brandon Todd. He used to be a photographer for the Panther. Now he just... A freelance photographer, but he mainly shoots for Madison Square Garden now. He hit me up randomly, I think, and asked me like, if I need to be an assistant on set with his company documentary they're shooting in North Carolina. I'm like, yeah, for sure. He definitely knows. I always want to work with him. Like, I model all of myself to after him and all this and stuff. Like, he gives me all inspiration photo-wise, yeah. especially being, like, like a black photographer, lead photographer in the NFL, and I want to get to that point. So he hit me up there. I spent a wee whole day there. We were filming for, like, at least 16 hours straight. And I was helping everything that is needed. But after that, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something different outside of sports. And the next thing probably was Dreamville when I shot Dreamville Festival this past year. Before that, I dropped, I shot with Dreamville for the events before that. And they had, they had like prior, it was a yoga event. And they announced it like different events leading up to the actual festival. And there was, they had posted, they did, it was, her name was Zizi. I'm sorry. Her name was Zizi. And she's like this crazy, talented yoga instructor. And they posted, they were having it literally like down the street from state. So as soon as they posted, I DM'd her. I said, hey, my name is Mike Jones. I'm a photographer here, yada, yada. And I know y'all have photographers already, but I would love to come out here and just shoot for y'all. And she yeah. responded. And I was like, oh, wow. Keep in mind, like, I've always, I've read up on every single person that worked at Affiliate Dreamville. I hope to work with them again in the future. But literally the fact that everybody that I met, somebody that I've always seen just following like Dreamville and J. Cole and all the people that surrounded him. So shot the first two uh, yoga events with them. And then I was already shooting a festival with, with her name is Kiera Luck. She's a writer. We were shooting for a BET and OK Player. And then, so we shot the festival those two days after that. And after that, that's when everything took off outside yeah. of sports. So my photography got getting up. I started getting hit up by a lot of artists, companies, brands, campaigns, things that are such to do extra work. That's awesome. I think a lot of people are always, I don't know, I want to do it, but I can't break into it. Like I'm thinking of this guy that I know, he wanted to do motion graphics for a shoe company. So he just made an ad. He put it into his portfolio, which actually led to gigs, which led to national gigs. And like last year he won an Emmy. Ah, that's the story. But you just got to go get it. That's how as it is. If you have no connections, the only way for people to notice you do something to put it out there. I was DMing people every day. I was doing photo shoots and tagging people. I was doing everything for myself out there. Yeah. So I feel like in a sense that's That's a how, big difference to be like, hey, I want to take your picture. That's okay. Yeah. But then you're like, hey, I took this picture and I'd love to take one like this for you. It's just, it's like an interview all wrapped in one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you can take pictures. Yeah. And I need my picture. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. It shows you the power of the visual medium to move things forward. Yeah. You can say, hey, this is it. But yeah. All right. Yep. I used to work as a creative director and I remember just realizing how very little I cared about education. I just wanted to see the portfolio. Yeah. Like you can learn so much more from the portfolio when you're hiring somebody. If you want to pursue something in the arts, just start doing it. Start building your portfolio. You don't need real clients. Just right. do stuff that you love. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. And get after it. Yeah. So did you have any mentors along the way that helped you out? Because it's not oh, just dumb yes. luck. No, I had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, based on my parents, you got to have a big support base. 
on my parents. There's not one thing that me and my siblings came to them and said that we want to do that they didn't go without a means of doing it. So yeah. I really got to say the, the 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 starting ground of mentorship is how my parents kind of showed the support for that. And obviously, like in a sense, that's when, and being a creative is I think it's a good have a base with your parents. You got to be like that. Obviously, not everybody's fortunate enough to do have that support system, but they make it seem like no matter what, like. I know I believe in you, so it's going to happen. So I got that from them, but along the way. I feel like that's a big ask for parents to be a creative. You're going to make a living with a camera? Is is that a thing? That's the the typical (laughs) question. There's uncertain about it. You know what I'm saying? Is that like, what type of securities with that? It's understandable, but the fact that they're being patient with it, especially like I was interning unpaid for three years before I even got my first job. My parents like just let me scratch the house and they were patient because I wanted this to happen. Working sports, I wanted yeah. this photo photography thing to happen. And they were patient, you know what I'm saying? And the typical, like, yo, you need to get out, get a job. The like, first one that I, I would call my parents. But definitely two people that stick out to me mentor wise. From afar, like I said, Brandon Todd, um, just for his work. Like I yeah. said, and, like, I, I, I think people them. discount that. Like you can have a mentor and never really meet yeah. him. Like you can, the way that people share their work and share their process now yeah. that we have social media and blogs and all that kind of stuff, like authors who write books, like I, I think that's a real mentor, yeah. even though you might not never get to talk to him. It's a different kind of mentor relationship, but yeah. still. No, it is. Yeah, definitely. And then another one, I guess his name is Victor. He owns the, here in Raleigh, did a workshop. So he's a fashion designer. He like calls himself an artist because he does so many different things. But in a sense, he helped bring my creativity to the next level. I used to go there. He, his shop is in downtown Raleigh. Um, and he was in New York for 12 years. He like designs for like Brad. He's a very well-known designer mm. um, or artist in a sense. But he opened up his shop at late at night for us and a couple of his friends to go in there and just work on something creative. So me, I was editing photos. He's making pants in front of us. Like our friend Bobby's rapping. Things like that. We, it's, a, it's a big creative space. But at the time of that, I had a lot of talks with him, especially he kind of opened up my eye to a new level of photography. I became more comfortable with knowing that my life's going to take off. And I got in the rooms and places that I, I didn't think I'd be in, especially coming around and shooting celebrities and things like that such that he makes it, you know, make it your lifestyle. You can't get too excited because if you want this to be a lifestyle, you got to make it, hey, this is an extra, you know, like a normal day in the office. Yeah. We think we don't use the word crazy anymore. We say it's a Tuesday. So <laughs> let's say, oh, wow, like you got this opportunity that's crazy. No, that's Tuesday. I like that. But then another guy, like you met, you, you also interviewed before Greg. Yeah. Before, yeah. So I think on the sense, I met him at state and then he became a huge mentor for me. Right now, he's the main photographer for the hurricane. Exactly. Yes. But yeah. he still shoots a lot of sports. Teams. Everything. Yeah. yeah. He also does shoots for NC State, too. So, yeah, that interview you're talking about was for a podcast called Talk of the Triangle. And he tells his story about making it as a photographer and he's got some crazy stories that sound yes. a little like yours like yes. you showed up i was like this, yeah. i'm gonna make this picture i just gotta go yeah. get it i heard about a thing and i went there and i got it yeah. and then he ended up shooting baseball cards and he shot like crazy amounts of like, every like sports celebrity this isn't week. he the one who yeah. shot the tops baseball cards right yeah. so yeah, how'd you meet him it was my in the summer my first year at state in last year so that summer we actually had a media day shoot. And I know I can't shoot it by myself. And the said, hey, like, we have our photographer, the team that does all the game stuff. We can bring him in. He'll do all the other photos you need. So, yeah. I, so I connected with him then. We shoot all the games. We're using his photos for graphics and such. And then outside of that, I was like, I got a broken concert photography. He shot every single celebrity or concert art, music artist you can think of. Like, every person I named, he's, oh, here's this photo I did of him. Or like, here's a story about them, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah. he's such a go-getter. So when I broke into that's when the mentorship really took off because outside of sports, he knew I had it. And talking about lighting, things that I such, all the mechanics of, of photography, you knew I, I, I had the basis of it. But really, it came from the concert photography because I was like, hey, I don't know the scenario. Like, being a, like a photographer, I think in a sense that people understand that you can't just go out and shoot anything. Like, every level of photography is different. So, with concert photography, it's definitely different than sports, portrait, it's all different. Right. So, I was very a beginner, even though I knew you were working camera, I was very a beginner when it comes to the actual concert photography. 
So I literally was hitting him up all the time, sending him photos and such, hey, editing tips, like shooting tips wise, yada, yada. And honestly, my first set of photos when I did, my first concert I shot was Trippy Red. And then up to my last one, which would had to have been, I think, Pitbull or Chris Brown. Like you can see the difference because of all the tips he showed me that. Yeah. So that's really cool. I yeah. remember when I was first learning how to do video editing, which was like the first kind of creative thing I got into. Yeah. I bought Adobe Creative Cloud, which at the time wasn't a monthly thing. Yeah. It was like $2,300 out of pocket. So I like had to save up to get the big box that it came in. Yeah. And then I couldn't figure the stupid thing out. So I had to go buy the $40 book on how the heck it works. Yeah. And I'm reading it. And I was just thinking to myself, I wish somebody would just give me an hour. Somebody that knows how this works. Because I could figure out so much more yeah. in that hour than reading this. That's why it's so important to find mentors. It's like a cheat code because you have somebody that actually knows how it works in the real world. It's theoretical versus like real life. And that's I mean? the main thing. With, I feel like a lot of creatives, there's nothing wrong with mentorship. I feel like you don't know everything. And there's people that have done things that are willing to help. But in a sense, you got to humble yourself in a sense to be, hey, I want to learn from yeah. you. I have 15 and 20 creatives I mentor too. And I'm still young, but they're off. I don't, I'm not a person to sit and brag and name, but they're all off having to do Power 5 stuff. And then they're somewhere in the league, you know what I'm saying, somewhere up and coming. So yeah. I'm just being that vessel that was given to me. So That's awesome. We got a, we got that big announcement coming up later. We're yeah. excited. I just want to keep teasing it a little <laughs> bit. But before we get to it, some more questions. Like, What do you think is the most impactful lesson you've learned from a mentor in your life? This is so much. I think it was two. I think one from my dad, just knowing like his story, what he's been through, and just he's always a provider. Just growing up and seeing how he is, and what I learned from him telling me directly, adversity is going to happen, life's going to be hard, but in the sense of like how you react and how you overcome it, 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 it that's what your outcome will be. I think also too, and the other one would be from Victor, is that anything you want to do in life, if you say it, it's going to happen. You got to, but you got to say it with, with the affirmation that it's going to happen. Yeah. And the thing is, everything that he was saying that was true. The other one would probably be when J. Cole probably started getting hot. He was from North Carolina. He was bearing the sense that, hey, like, you're from North Carolina, small Carolina, from a small town in Fayetteville that you can go and be big. Still, in fact, never forget where you came from. I've always kind of, like I said, I, I used to dive, like, just diverge into everything with Dreamville. All the artists, documentaries, every, everything that was Dreamville, I literally was like hip to. Yeah. So in the fact is like, you know what? I want to work with them one day. I'm going to shoot photos one day. And my next goal is still, I'm going to shoot J. Cole's next like album cover. He only has two more albums left before he's done. So knowing the sense that Victory said, anything you say you're going to do is going to happen. So it did happen with the Dreamville thing. I actually got shot with Dreamville. And then that weekend, I was like, you know what? I want, I'm going to do what I can for, for the Dreamville label to follow me. They all follow me on there. And after that, now my next goal after knocking all those things out is now in a sense, I want to shoot J. Cole. And I have been, I photographed him in the Dreamville and every other artist there too. And now my next thing is, you know what, I'm going to photograph his album cover or single cover before he's retired from rap. So that's my next That's my next thing. But anything you say you want to do and you really believe it and kind of have faith in it, like, it's, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Where does he live? Where Cole? Yeah. I don't know exactly where he's at, but I know he has. He West does, Coast? He, no, he lives here in the area. Oh, he's in the area? He actually plays basketball in Lifetime. <sighs> yeah. That's where I first met him at in 2016 in December. Yeah, my boy Majid Raji, he was shooting and shooting around, and I was kind of helping him get back with training. So I was going in to go late nights rebound with him. And I think one night, Cole had walked in. He had met him before. And then, so he walked in there, and obviously, like, Cole's my favorite rapper. So he walked in there, and Majid's in there, already talking. It was like 10 30 at night. I got off my late shift at Dick Sporting Goods. I was already tired, but he was like, yo, just come through. Let's just rebound for me. I was like, all right. So I walk in, and he's talking to this dread headed dude. Obviously, I can't see. Past like your head right now, you know what I'm saying when everything getting blurry, yeah. So it's all blurry to me on the third. And I don't know who he's talking to, yada yada. 
but I don't mind it at all. I walk up to him and see it's cold. Oh my gosh, like J. Cole. <laughs> but I completely ignore him at all. I said, Majid, let's go get these shots up. It's late. Let's go. So we went in the gym till one in the morning. The next thing you know, I saw a rebound for him and Cole was still shooting around for us. His body right to the side. And then after that, after we got a rebound and Cole was talking to him and he was like, yo, I want to put you in contact with this guy named John from the other, other gym in Raleigh. And I was like, yeah, I know him. I, I hope with him. I actually did. And he was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, for sure. And after that, we got to talking a little bit. I literally asked him what his name was. And I knew it was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what's your name, bro? He said, I'm Cole. And I said, I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. I ain't want to be no fangirl, but I'm like, I ain't like playing all like you really changed my life with your music. Yeah. I, I like just held it in as I got in the car. I'm like, why did I just do that? Pro, total pro tip, everybody. So when you meet a celebrity, just pretend you don't know them. So that they'll yes. be like, oh, this person doesn't know. It takes all the pressure off. Yes. Yeah, he like, gave me that look that you don't know who I am. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, I do, but no. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> That's cool. Man, That's yeah. organic. So you must meet a lot of celebrities now in your current line of work. With photography, yes. It's a lot more than what people see. You know but what I like what so. you said earlier. Like Instead of being like, oh, that's crazy, just be like, that's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You got to adjust Victor. your mindset. Yes. Have, you seemed any, have you received any advice from a mentor about like how to approach a celebrity or work with them? Yeah, so with Victor, because Victor is around them a lot. And like he's guys, like, for instance, like with him being a fashion designer, Cole had a listening party at his at Raleigh Dillon's workshop here in Raleigh. I think where KOD came out. And the album dropped. And they were all in just making stuff. And they were like, oh, the album dropped. And he was like, oh, okay. And they were still working in there. But literally, he was like, like it's going to be lifestyle. Like I said, make it your ordinary life, your everyday lifestyle. So, yeah, and he's the only person that I know for a fact that he's so humble that none of that stuff really affects him at all. You know what I'm saying? That, like, the celebrity thing is like, because, like, him knowing what he does, so that's going to get normal. You're equipped to it, so. Yeah. What's the most critical skill that you think that you need to sur survive and thrive in what you do? Confidence. If you, want, you ain't confident in yourself, in your work. Like where's you know you're gonna stay complacent? Yeah, nobody's gonna want to work with you. Exactly, exactly. You gotta go in, especially you gotta go in and make it seem like you know what you're doing. Like you're saying, right. like if there's like a photographer in there and you nervous about the photos, you gotta go in there and make it seem like you know what you're doing. That way, they give the assurance that they like, I got the right person for the job. Yeah, I so remember like half that. Fake it till you make it, and then yeah. half really make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's this interesting thing because I was in the film world in Hollywood and in New York for several years, and I've been through many auditions and in audition rooms. Actors and performers go through times when they may be more or less desperate than other times, and, and it's just a real sense you can get as a casting director. I've heard casting directors talk about it. I probably did not land many roles because there were desperate times, but when I was just like whatever or I was in a good place. I was landing roles. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a different energy. It's a different energy. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Like you're pitching a client or whatever. Yeah. If you act like you don't really need the work, but you just as helpful as you can be and not so much like, I really want it. I really. Yeah. So, oh, come yeah. on, please. Yeah. You just don't get those ones. You got to act like you've been there before. That way you won't get too starstruck, especially like when it comes to sports or concert yeah. photography, like you're going to be around them a lot. You can't be starstruck that it's going to hinder you. You got to tuck it in. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not, I act like I've been here before. Yeah. Go out and do your thing, you know what I'm saying? So I've seen a lot of photographers get key out of photo pits where they've been like fangirling, like recording on their phones, and the artists be like, Yeah, you don't get them out of here. You gotta act like you've been here before. So that's awesome. It's a good place to take a break. When we get back, we're gonna have this announcement from Mike J that we've been so excited to hear. We'll see you in a second. New from PepsiCo, just in time for summer. Hard water squares. Do you wish the stuff you pour in your mouth was colder? Yeah. Are you sick of your drink being too hot? Only our hard water squares are cold and hard. Patent pending. You can add our new hard water squares to coffee, hot cocoa, tea, really any brown liquid, bourbon, soda, there's probably more. Try hot water cubes in your next drink. Enjoy responsibly. Not applicable in every brown liquid such as 5W30 Motoro, Hershey syrup, tanning oil, or hot Nutella. 
We're still in the studio here with Mike J, and we've been teasing out, and we're excited to hear some big news. Floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, man. I'm about to become an uh, interpreted dancer in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Woo! No, no, but I recently left NC State as this past week, and I actually am moving to Charlotte to work for the Charlotte Hornets. Ooh. So I'm going to be the, the team photographer and digital designer. So That's so cool. Oh, so, big time. So what are you most excited about? Man, I'm just excited. One more excited, I'm excited that, that I'm actually about to live out my dream. Yeah. This is like full circle. It is. You said you were going to play for the Hornets. Yeah. It was one point in time that my mom was a Zoom instructor. And every February that, I think for ever since my sophomore year of high school, every February they would invite Zoom instructors to dance at the Hornets halftime show. So every year from sophomore year until probably my sophomore year of college, I had 100 resumes printed out. And I go up to the game dressed up. And I would leave my resumes on chairs and tables, give them to the janitors. Anybody with a Hornets badge on, I would get my resume out. Not for a job, because I I always my resume had nothing on it. But it's more, in fact, like, I just want a connection. I want to be acknowledged. Right. I want to be seen. So I did that for three, four years straight. And obviously never heard nothing back. So the fact that now it's, like, full circle, the fact that I was in those seats in the nosebleeds, right. passing on my resume and leaving around. I'm kidding you not. Like, my resume is probably, like, all through there. Now you're going to have this all-access badge. You can go wherever you want. I'm saying. Exactly. So. <laughs> my first thing I'm going to do when I get there is go look if, I, if my resume is tucked somewhere. Yeah, yeah, what I did, if you I did, find one, I man. did tuck some places. I did have some places. So hopefully they, like, Jenny didn't find it. But <laughs> it's probably the one you would never figure it out. So I got to go back in there and see if it's still in there. So. They have the same seats there now? Same stadium? Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Powerful. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. So it's going to be this upcoming season. It's going to yes. be. You yes, see so. some photos from the. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. The photos. be yours. Graphics, yeah. I'm excited to work with the team that they have there. Like, all the people just following their content. And the person who was before me there did amazing work, too. So, like, the fact that I'll be able to be a part of that, with the way he left before he got there, and the fact that, hey, continue that on, and then going and joining the people that's talented there, I'm, I'm mad excited to get there. You so, know what I'm saying? So, so who owns the Hornets right now? I think his name is Michael Jordan. Oh, name? Michael Jordan. Yeah. I don't, Michael, I don't, jo Michael Jordan. He played basketball, I think. He was in Wakanda forever. Right? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I'm just burning to ask, what do you think about the coincidence that you have the same initials as this guy? Is that I know, right? I'm going to come. I'm, first day I'm walking, I'm, like, I'm the real Mike. Let you know that. How many rings you won? You know what I'm saying? Your legacy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How you doing, Mr. Jordan? Nice to meet you. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah do you think do you think you'll be able to stand by your no fangirling if you do meet Michael Jordan? Yeah. Just I will. ask him what his name is. That's the ultimate, yeah. man. Yeah, What's exactly, your name? Exactly. I might do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> He'll probably do that guy on YouTube. Michael Jordan is going on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to meet everybody in the organization. Like it's a good group that I've been hearing about them all and the yeah. team from the coaches to the players to the team I'm working with. I'm excited. So, I'm so excited. What do you think are some of your personal like systems or processes or just the way that you managed your career to this point that that got you to this place? Yeah. So if there was like a secret sauce or somebody's like, man, I want to do something like that. Yeah. What are the ingredients in this secret sauce? Consistency with your work. When I started out, every time I reached out to people, they always told me the same thing. Do great where you're at and it'll get noticed. Mm. And also network and connect. Saying like there's not somebody that you shouldn't be able to know. Somebody know somebody at some place and where you want to do. Yeah, I think it all comes off connections because the thing is that as soon as you reach out, they'll literally hit. They'll figure out who can hit everybody that you know about you. That's yeah. something I could agree to have is connection, networking, consistency, and also too that I think a lot of creatives they think they have to have a high tech gear. Just work with what you got until you get better yeah. stuff. All the gear, no idea. Exactly, exactly. But so. this is like the job for you, right? This is it's not the end goal for me. At the end goal, I, I do want to work for myself. I want to travel, do photography. I actually, my end goal, I want to be an AU basketball coach back in Raleigh once I'm done. 
So I want to come back after I'm retired from what I'm doing and just come coach like 15, 16 year olds in AAU travel basketball. But aside from that, yes, and right. photography wise, I want to travel. I want to shoot. I want to be working myself. Yeah, back and shoot still sports, concert photography, portrait photography, any everything with photography. I want to be. I want my work to be known. And the fact that you know what I'm saying is more and it's just appreciation rather than about the cloud type wise. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. So let me ask you this question. You remember that that movie Back to the Future? Yes. Martin McFly, DeLorean time machine kind of thing. Yes. So you were given access to the DeLorean. You've got one hour to go back to any time in your past, any age you. And give that guy some advice. Little when Mike. would you go back and what would ben, you say? Little Mike. Yeah. Running around the neighborhood. Jeez. With this basketball. I ain't going to hold you. I wouldn't go back to my childhood. I'll go back to 2018. Because that's when the worst. I'm not saying it's going to be an intern. I was unpaid. And like I was yeah. literally trying to make it. So the fact that I'm like, yo, like your dream is coming in four years. Then. Why did you have like a really down time at that time? I like think you were like pessimistic? I, or? Being an intern. Unpaid I mean, intern for three years. Getting fun. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, and especially right out of college, you got post post grad. I feel like post grad depression is definitely a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. And especially coming out, like they're, they're standard. You need to get have a job when you're out of school. Well, obviously, my right. first thing was internship, unpaid. Yeah. And yeah. I, I worked with a lot of interns. There's a big difference between an intern that's good yeah. and they're not getting paid. If you're good at it, like there's a restlessness. Yes. Like, yeah, because the good interns, you just give them the stuff that you would normally exactly. give to the paid people, yeah. and then you use their stuff in the way that like. And so it feels like I just want some recognition. That's literally the thing I was talking about. Cause like, like why is not why aren't people hitting me up? Why aren't I getting connected to these jobs? Why I'm not? I'm know I'm gonna do the job, and I literally get so discouraged. The 2018 was like a very aside from graduating. That 2018 season with my first internship internship was a dark year for me. I feel like in the sense of being internship, in all respect to where I was at, it was crippling at times, and it, it almost broke me. I don't want to do this no more. And it broke some people that I knew that was like I'm stepping out of sports because this is too bad. But obviously they're doing great and what they're doing now. But honestly, I, it almost broke me. And the thing is that, like, they knew when they came, yo, don't let it break you. you you're too talented. Trust me, you're going. it's going to be bigger when you don't break it. But honestly, I didn't feel like I was going to be where I'm at. Yeah. And obviously, right before I left the internship, maybe somebody in the building told me that I was not going to be successful in this field. I'm like, man, really? So I want to go back to, literally to that moment, that conversation, when they told me that I wasn't going to be successful in this field. To literally when he walk out I walk out that, that room I'm like yeah bro You'll be working for the Charlotte Hornets In three years Don't worry about that Yeah You know what I'm saying <laughs> mm. Four years So that's where I'm like okay Yeah So That's mm. awesome Man looking forward to seeing Your work in the future So where should people Follow you What are your social yeah. handles where, where should they go To make sure they don't miss Any of this cool work yeah. That you're gonna be So creating? you can follow my MySpace I got MySpace You I got, got MySpace? No I'm kidding <laughs> oh, He's, this a, He's an interpretive dancer MySpace He's got a cutting edge MySpace account um, Mike Space That might be a good future <laughs> tag That's a whole different thing Mike Space no. I might take that from you And Pat Nail. I'll give you a percentage Of the cut actually You're, you're welcome yeah, yo, yeah, We got that recorded right <laughs> I'm on record. But my Instagram is just Mike Jones NC. Twitter is Mike Jones NC underscore. And then I have a website, MikeJonesNC.com, but it's down right now because I'm trying to work with Chris, I'm trying to get everything figured and situated into that. I'm too incisive with what I want on there and everything. So I give it her, she does it, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take that off, take that off. And I, I don't want that. But I have so much to show on there, but I don't know. I don't want to show everything. And I feel like in a sense, I've always been out with my photography. I want to, I don't want to be put everything out there just to know what I do. I want in the sense of like, I put less out there. That way, you can, if you want to learn more, you Go contact me Or like you want to Get to know me You know what I'm saying That's I, mean, I, don't, I don't put anything Personal on my, on my social medias At all mm. That way it forces people To like hey yep. Let me chop it up with you yep. A little bit Know how you are So Makes so, sense 
yeah. you might as well go ahead and follow Instagram at Hornets. Yep. So you can make sure to catch all the exactly. awesome work. Yes, and yep. also y'all still follow NC State football. And people are still there about to do crazy things. They're gonna win the national championship this year. This is the year to follow them on too. And then kind of like go out there and shout out to them. I'm so excited for them boys. I'm, that's what's hard. I'm, I'm gonna miss them so much. And I know that the fact they're about to win it all and everything they want to go for is gonna happen this year. So it's gonna be fun to also kind of follow them too. So I'm gonna be a big part of those guys. So. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations. Thanks so much Thank for you. coming on and sharing your news. Thank with you guys us for too. having me, man. You're yeah. awesome. No better place, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question What are you doing today?